Here we uh, go. Oh, I'm already recording. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> me, 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 me. Welcome to Turbo Pop, a podcast with interesting perspectives on pop culture news, television, movies, or whatever. Hosted by myself, Brandon Trainer, and my beautiful wife and co-host, Maria Trainer. Today we're going to talk about stuff. Episode six and seven of The Bachelorette, as well as our thoughts on House of the Dragon, the new Game of Thrones spinoff series in HBO, and some trending news. So we're going to fire off with the trending news, starting with the Britney Spears and Elton Elton John song. You want to talk about that? I like it. It's very fun and dancey. I'm a big fan of it. So Britney Spears teased the song on her Instagram. Which What's it was called very again? Exciting. Hold me closer. Hold me closer. And not sure if she was allowed to do that or not because the post was taken down. I don't think she took the post down. I think she just deleted her Instagram altogether. Like she did delete her Instagram, uh, maybe that same day or the day after. Uh, stating, and quote, I choose happiness, which is probably the best for her mental health. I think she should stay off social media for that exact reason. People will leave her alone, and she could, like, lead her own life that way. Yeah, she'll probably have less people giving her crap about, you know, saying that she should be back on. Yeah. Um, the, the conservatorship, thank you, the conservatorship and all of those issues. So good for her. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, if I already guess I'd say she'll be back eventually. Oh yeah. She'll be back very soon. <laughs> yeah. And but I like the song like a lot. It's better than, I mean, I feel like I had, you know, decent, like I knew it was going to be a good song, but I really enjoy it. I only heard that little snippet, so I can't really can't really judge. But I was blasting it in the car when I drove to Target yesterday. There you go. <laughs> so that's some fun news. Um, we're also going to talk about the Olivia Wilde, Florence Pugh, um, Shia LaBeouf, and oh my God, why am I forgetting this guy's name? Harry Styles, Jason Harry. Sudeikis. There's a whole bunch of. I will be. Completely, Everyone's involved in this drama. I'm trying. Something apparently happened. So it started because. With- so you know how I'm like super into chicks in the office, and I just saw Rhea tweeted. I'd like to make a statement about my defense of Olivia Wilde on the last podcast. I am no longer defending Olivia Wilde. So I don't know what happened. And this was just really? this was just three minutes ago. There is so much drama and so much crap going on with all of this. I feel like I can't even fully talk about it because I don't even know what's going on. For those of you that <laughs> aren't in the know, you uh, need to be Olivia, paying attention. Olivia Wilde um, directed, and did she also act in it too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's directed, acted, produced this movie called Don't Worry Darling, which we've been looking forward to. It looks really good. The like, trailer I've looks awesome. I've been excited for it. Like, I'm actually sick of hearing about all of this behind-the-scenes drama. Oh, that's the other thing. Florence Pugh said she's not, like, promoting the movie at all now. 
Right. Like well, she's like she, she said that a while ago. I thought so. How how all of this started? Florence Pugh. She was only paid seven hundred thousand for her leading role in the movie, and Harry Styles was paid two point five million, and that's how it started, right? Harry Styles is a supporting actor. He's being paid less than the main actor, and it's the whole he's a guy. However, they have not released the full details of their contracts. So it could be that Florence Pugh is getting more in the back end through royalties. Right? Would that be the right word for that? Yes. Through royalties and Harry Styles less. Who, who knows? But anyway, all we know is that up front, Florence Pugh was paid 700000 Harry Styles $2.5 million. I'm not Which, sure how Jason Sudeikis is involved. So, I mean, to to go off that, like the the interview that Olivia did that like everyone's like freaking out over, she said that all of that is complete bullshit. I did see that uh, yesterday, I think. That like, you know, that they were like paid equally or like something like that, but like Yeah, she she denies that the leaks are accurate. Yeah. You know? Which I honestly don't believe. Yeah. Why don't they just, if that's the case, why don't they just release their contracts? Like the full contracts for the movie. Exactly. But um, whatever. And, and then, Jason Sudeikis is involved because that is how literally all of the drama with this movie started. Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde were together like forever. They never actually got married, but, you know, were engaged for years, have two children and they're like not even small children anymore at this point like they're like elementary school age children and she basically like obviously none of this is confirmed but you know cheated on Jason Sudeikis with Harry Styles Wow! when the movie started filming And that's what, like, got this whole drama ball rolling. The last, like, you know, big part of, like, the movie drama he was involved with, um, he served her with custody papers during some, like, Comic-Con or, like, you know, some, like, panel like that. Like, it was, like, during movie promotion. She was, like, on stage during this panel. And he just served her papers in front of a crowd of people? Yeah, she got served with custody papers. All right, that's a little much. Right, yeah. that that's kind of a dick move. Because I guess like she wanted to like take the kids to like London or something where like Harry lives, and he's like, "Yeah, no, like not doing that." My kids are like staying in the U.S. Well, okay, <laughs> I I can see him being upset about that and serving her custody papers, mm. sure, but don't do it in front of a panel of people, right? Because that, well, yeah, no, that's I like stooping kind of low. It's pretty shitty, but you uh, gotta feel bad for the guy. Like they're together for ages all right there all right, gets a- cheated on and like then just it's i mean how much everyone's talking about this movie it's like rubbed in his face every day that's got a sting there is only one person involved in all this drama that i truly 100 percent feel sorry for that i feel is not at fault and that is shia labeouf okay so that is actually what ria was talking about so shia labeouf uh olivia wilde came out and said that he was fired right because of all of the allegations against Shia that he like was it like harassed or Some he, kind of he sexual made like harassment. yeah he made like an unsafe like workplace for Zoe Kravitz and like 
that's why Olivia Wilde fired him because she was protecting Florence Pugh by like not having him as part of the cast anymore. Now, before now he came out and said that he quit. Before he even like came out and said he quit, though, people like looked at the timelines and he left the movie before that lawsuit was even fi- filed. Okay, so it doesn't take the, you know, like, a master detective to yeah, figure that the out. The timeline is very, you know. And he like straight up said in his thing, like, I had a brand new baby. Like, I did not have time to devote myself to the movie like I should have, so I quit. Like, it was still in pre-production. I was still in a place where I, like, could back out of the movie without it being a problem, so I did. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even think his kid's a year old yet. Like, I mean, he, he like, literally had, like, no. She, had to, she has to be a little bit over a year old at this point. But, like, she was, like, a month or two old. Like, she was fresh. So, Shia LaBeouf's uh, problems on set in previous movies, that whole thing aside it would appear that olivia wilde maybe is just dragging his name because she can yeah you know because he's kind of an easy target mm-hmm. and it deflects from her like oh look at he's like a bad guy he's the like, bad guy, right not me everyone talk about this instead of you know me because the other well part... and i and i did this great thing to help protect florence Pugh, mm-hmm. and now she's talking crap on me and whatever and uh, again this is all allegedly um when they first started like you know filming first started getting into like the movie and all of that i guess there's there was like you know chemistry and attraction like something going on with like harry and florence and olivia like was not standing for it and like oh so it's like kind of like a love triangle a little bit ish like there it could have been a love trial triangle but that's when florence like even like this was a while ago when she came out and she's like i wish people would stop focusing on all this like behind the scenes crap like so many people worked so hard on the movie you should be focusing on the movie like not this so i so have it seems like she had a very level head on her shoulders about Wait, it who, florence or yeah, Olivia? florence okay so i have a question for you let's say let's say florence Pugh gets nominated for like best leading actress or something Mm -hmm. is she going to accept the award or is she completely like condemning this movie altogether i don't know i mean i think her whole like condemning of the movie is the circus surrounding the movie well and she clearly does not like olivia wilde because i mean can you like that's where i could see her like point of things like can you imagine working so freaking hard on a project and all of not only your hard work but like your co-stars hard work like people behind the scenes like all of that like literally everyone's hard work and dedication getting completely overlooked because of like a messy affair i'd be pretty pissed off too yeah harry styles is probably just like like holy crap this is not what i signed up for they're apparently engaged, so I. He's when when she did well, this. I, whole, I guess he came out a winner if that's the case. When he did like when Olivia did this interview that everyone's talking about, and like Florence was not cooperating, and you know they tried to make her look like the bad guy in that, but like really it came out that she was like on set of Dune two, and you know physically could not, didn't have the time to make a statement in time of like it being released. 
they made sure to, you know, include that, you know, Harry emailed them a statement and, you know, he's a very supportive boyfriend. Which, speaking of, hold on, let me, let me actually pull up the magazine cover because I want to, like. What magazine is it? I can't remember. Okay, so the interview was done in Variety magazine. That's, like, how all of this started. And the headline on the cover of the magazine is She's So Golden, which is, like, a direct, like, riff on a Harry Styles song. Okay. And I would be so annoyed by that if I were Olivia. Like, she's her own person, and they're very clearly, like, attaching it directly to her boyfriend. Oh, okay, Like, instead of making it about her, like... About her and about the movie, right. Her last name is Wild. You could come up with a ton of creative headlines off that. She's so wild. Exactly. Like, there's (laughs) literally a a billion possibilities and they go with like because like literally the line in the harry Styles song is you're so golden so they like literally right so it's like i found that kind of annoying it's like she's her own person yeah yeah you don't I, need to ta- i agree it's like it was that like her call like She's gotten more notoriety and more people paying attention to her since she's been dating like the biggest pop star on the planet I think the drama surrounding this movie has gone her a lot, too. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think I had heard of her name before this, but not to the level that I know her name now. Now. Since all this drama started. Yeah. You can't go on social media without, you know, seeing some new update. It's it's like the new, the new it drama mm-hmm. right now. But, you know, I guess she's really proud of, you know, landing somebody who's like, 20 years younger than her and the you know hottest person in the like pop culture i mean i'll I'll tell you what as far as this movie is concerned me personally i'm pretty good at compartmentalizing my feelings right Mm -hmm. i might not like someone as a person or like what they stand for but i'm good at dividing my feelings from the real life and just like viewing them as the character they are in the movie so Mm -hmm. i think I'm just going to go into this movie as if, I'm, as if I'm watching any other movie. And if I like it, I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm not- I've been excited because the movie looks like a really good movie. Like, that's one of the things I find so annoying. Is because it looks like a great movie. And it's like all everyone's talking about is like the drama and not what a good movie it looks like. I mean, I guess, you know, it, it, it's it's... I would love to see how the movie does opening weekend because let's say it does do very well. It's going to because Harry Styles is in it and every single Harry Styles fan is going to like it's going to do phenomenal opening weekend with nothing to do with the content of the movie. How good the movie is like it's literally going to do well because Harry Styles is in it. And it's gotten a lot of press lately. Yeah. You know, the old any press is good press or bad press is good press. Babe, it's like putting Justin Timberlake or Justin Bieber in a, you know, secondary starring role in a movie at the height of their fame. Right. Like, his fans scare me a little bit. I like Harry Styles a lot. Yeah, they're just rabid. They're they're intimidating. (laughs) How about, like... 
comparing them to the crazy Kanye fans? Like, who's who's worse? I mean, the crazy Kanye fans just seem delusional. Yeah, true. Yeah, the Kanye fans just like blind faith. Like, it's like religious. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Harry's Harry fans, Styles, it's different. It, it's a different kind of delusion. It's more like the the crowd that was like freaking out over the Backstreet Boys back exactly. in the day. Exactly. They think they're going to marry him. Right. Or whatever. Right. And, you know, I'm sure as soon as him and Olivia started dating, you know, she started receiving. Oh, yeah. All kinds of hate. Mm-hmm. Right? Every, yes. <laughs> everyone's Everyone's burning their uh, uh, Harry Styles <laughs> blankets and merch at the altar. I love how you reference that. Yeah. <laughs> One of one of Maria. No, no, we're not going to tell that story. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. Okay, because it has nothing to do with me. I'm an innocent bystander. All right, well, it's a funny story, <laughs> but anyway, moving on from all this, um, Bachelor in Paradise. They released... I don't know who listens to this podcast. That's why we can't tell that story. True. Yeah, <laughs> not that many, but the ones that do. Okay, so we have the Bachelor in Paradise cast and trailer came out recently. Uh, the trailer honestly was kind of disappointing, a little bit. You know, like when when I see one of these I trailers, feel like it's, it can't be like a full like trailer. It's just got to be a weird little cause just, because a, just a quick promo. There wasn't int- a single clip. Yeah, yeah, there there were no clips. It was all just like, hey, I'm on the show. Oh, I'm on the show. Like it was that kind of crap. There were no tears. There was no drama. Nothing. <laughs> Someone I don't I don't even know who this guy is. So you know shows how important he is. I think he was on Michelle's season. Which I is, saw that, which but is also why we've so we whatever phase of life we were in, we ended up just not watching the Michelle season, and we've been wanting to go back and watch it, but Hulu refuses to release it. It just hasn't been released anywhere. We've wanted to go back and watch it. Yeah, I really don't know why we didn't watch Michelle's season. I think I was in a more serious phase of training. No, no, that would have been during Paradise. I can't, I truly, I think it just slipped our minds. I think we were just like busy and kind just, of forgot about it. And then like we remembered like four episodes in and it was like, oh, well, we'll catch up. And then we just never did. Right. Just never happened. Well, all right. Anyway, what were you going to say? He he's confirmed to be on the show, but they didn't add him like in like the cast list or the, or the trailer. Promo. So he made his own Instagram post announcing himself on the show. I saw. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a little photo shoot. One of them, he was like shirtless in on like a beachy jungle type space. <laughs> and uh, no, it was it was pretty funny. Yeah, I enjoyed that. If he has that kind of personality on the show, I imagine he'll be a hit. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited the girl from my uh, Facebook group is uh, going to be on Paradise. What was her name again? Was it, was it like Sydney or? No, I think it was Brittany. I can't remember. Yeah, but anyway, that begins uh, late September, right? It was like September 27th. 27th. Yeah. So we have that to look forward to, but more and more present Bachelor Nation news. 
Uh, we have a couple quick recaps of The Bachelorette, episodes six and seven. So we'll start with episode six. We'll probably do that a little bit faster since that was a couple weeks ago. But episode six took place in Amsterdam. Nate got the one-on-one date with Gabby and surprised all of us. Nate got sent home right away. Yeah. Dude, I can't believe it's been that long since we've talked about it. My mind just broke a little bit. I was like, wait, that was like t- two weeks ago. I know. See, lately we've been, uh, we've, All d- over we've, the place. we've just been doing episodes every other week. So now when we talk about an episode that happened like the week before, it just feels like ages ago. It's Lindsay, not Brittany. Lindsay, okay. We had the Y. Yes. <laughs> at the end. Okay, so Nate got sent home. Big surprise. Um,. He definitely got the Bachelor edit on his way out. Side note, did you see the like TikTok that he and Ethan posted about like, you know, oh, let's like do this together, like implying that they're going to be like double bachelors? Really? No, yeah. I did not see that. It was kind of cringy. I didn't like it. So the two of them were really campaigning. I know Ethan's been campaigning, which I'm okay with because he's Asian and... <laughs> You know, we haven't seen an Asian bachelor ever. Yet. Yeah, and he was he was funny. See, I liked like him a lot. Guy. Yeah, no, I, I like. I mean, you know, you know how I feel about the next bachelor. Yeah. Um, Hashtag pay Tyler Cameron. True. Yeah, <laughs> if they want to save this show, they got to get a big name, um, and just pay them. But let's see. So next we have Zach went on the one on one with Rachel. Uh, he talked about some of his weight issues, which I thought was an interesting topic that they don't often cover. Is uh, I mean, they might talk about um, female body mm-hmm. issues a little bit. But I feel like didn't Ben talk about this on Tasha's season a little bit? I think he did, actually. So basically, Zach, he came out and said, I can't remember the exact weight, but it was something like 85 pounds, I something think it was. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a year ago, he he ended a serious relationship, was just not himself, right? Like, I don't, I don't know what happened, but he's he was in a dark place and got out of this relationship. And he's like, okay, I need to find myself again. And he lost 85 pounds. And now he feels great about himself. Mm-hmm. So it was a uh, it was a positive. It was a nice, uplifting like story. Exactly, a little different from all the other stories we've been hearing of like, yeah, I have depression issues and I'm still depressed and you probably shouldn't date me because I'm fucked. Um, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but that seems to be everyone's story. All right, all right. I'm I need, just I'm I need trying to, stop. to remember. I'm sorry. I can't I, remember who, but <laughs> that's what I'm like. But no, I feel like it's been multiple people have said this, including the leads. I mean, I'd be depressed if I were them too. They're treating them like crap. Anyway, it was a nice change of pace. Okay, it was a, uh, it was an uplifting, personally charged story. Um, he got the group date rose. Moving on to the group date with Gabby, took place. Uh, with the dominatrix, the lady in, in the leather with whips and everything, and that was an interesting, interesting date. That was that was entertaining. I know those are the dates I miss, like when they're like really like cringy and intense and just fun. So we 
we had a, an appointment at Children's Hospital Philadelphia that that week. So we went up there and we were staying with my aunt and yes. <laughs> so we were up there staying with my aunt and her wife and we're watching this and the dominatrix was on and we weren't really hanging out with my aunt too much at the time so she comes downstairs just in time for this <laughs> dominatrix date it's like what the hell are you two watching it was the perfect <laughs> moment we were cracking up <laughs> um and you know what this is like this this date was so out there but this is the kind of stuff that i feel the show is missing nowadays so oh, it, you know it, it was it was nice to get back to some of its freaking weird over the top dates i know i agree um to be honest you know like not i'm not not trying to be weird okay I, you know i i, I, I realize I, it was a fetish themed date but i know but i like when they kind of embarrass them a li- like within reason exactly yeah i mean they, they weren't you know tar and feathering them or anything exactly like it's not like and it's not like you know like the oh prance around in a speedo or you know take a like you know you have to do this photo shoot and you have to be like naked from it and hide behind this puppy like it's like like i feel like healthy embarrassment which i like yeah they were like playing with feathers and whipped cream it, it was just goofy yeah honestly um so that was fun for it being a dominatrix, it was very, like, innocent fun. Exactly. And uh, so I think they did that date right. Um, Agreed. Now, after the date, after this, we never saw Logan again. No. Logan went home. But we're about to see Logan because he's on Paradise. And if you could see me right now as the listener, you would see that I would be using air quotes. But he <laughs> went home for COVID. Okay. Now, my note on this is the fact that they that Jesse only told Gabby that he had covid. He did not tell the, you know, 10 guys that Logan has been living with and sharing rooms with and has been in incredibly close proximity with. Like if they're going to tell, you know, if they if somebody's going to know that, you know, covid is around, you'd think it would be the people that he was constantly with over the girl he sees for a half hour like once a week right well on the back end and social media multiple sources have pointed towards the true reason he went home being more psychological issues he just wasn't wasn't in a good place in the show yeah i mean he even himself like on his instagram post like about leaving the show never once mentioned covid like i'm pretty sure if I had, like, if I were in his shoes, like, it's on national television, like, no need to hide it. I'd be like, yeah, it was really shitty timing for me to get COVID. Like, right. sucks, man. Yeah. But no, he didn't mention it at all. So I firmly, I am in the, you know, conspiracy theory lane of the fact that he did not have COVID and that was a total made up excuse. I think he was just having a bad time. Yeah. Um, We will see him on Paradise, though, which I was surprised to see considering i have mixed feelings about him so i don't know (laughs) i think he'll do well honestly is he gonna show up with more chicks and then take them away oh i forgot that was him that's why i hold a grudge yeah okay so moving on he went he was sent home for covid and rachel's group date was cheese themed it was gross yeah gave me a stomach ache just watching it do you notice everything involving rachel involves food she likes, she's Italian. She likes food. Oh, okay, okay. It's like a throwback to, you know, Hannah B's season where everything involved chicken nuggets. 
Yeah, speaking of Hannah B's season. That's we... why we haven't watched Hannah B's season. What? <laughs> because it makes me want chicken nuggets every True. time we watch it. So we, we started watching Hannah B's season in some of our downtime, downtime in between episodes of uh, the newest season of The Bachelorette. And let me tell you. There... It is the world's greatest McDonald's ad. It really is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like always chicken nuggets. But her season is just better than our current season with it Gabby and Rachel. It was before the show. I literally think the last good season of The Bachelor was Pilot Pete's. Yeah. Well, and that was the first season I ever saw and got me really into it. Um, But yeah, Hannah Brown's season, it's just like something is just different you know, those previous seasons to now. I mean, Hannah Brown was is clearly better, like, or more emotionally equipped to handle being a lead. She mm-hmm. she exudes confidence, and that's something that you need out of a lead. Mm-hmm. And they just haven't had that. They've switched gears from having an actual, um, like, commanding force as the lead to someone that's more easily manipulated. Because they don't, like, back then, they protected their leads. Like, they treated them well, and they only, like, really, truly manipulated the, like, cast members. They're manipulating everyone now, and that's why I think the show's just not good anymore. Yeah, so hopefully they have listened to the people, and they're going to go back to some of their old ways. Which is why they need to pay Tyler Cameron, because they will not mess with Tyler. And people are right. obsessed with He's Tyler. He's the golden boy. Ratings have been continually dropping. Ev- I mean, there's usually like little drops, but like it's like not a good thing drops. And I really think he would bounce back the franchise. Well. I'm here for it. I like Tyler a lot. So am I. So um, maybe maybe that's how they'll recapture the magic. Otherwise, I don't know how the, how much longer the show will go on. Yeah. All right, well, going back to uh, Rachel's cheese group date, um, they, I, I assume they were tasting cheeses, and anyway, they had, like, some cheese lifting competition. That was weird. And the final two in this competition were Ethan and Tino, and I was really rooting for Ethan, but Tino won. And they named him the Cheese King or something, which is totally not a thing. They said it was like some traditional thing in this village. The che- show always makes stuff up. Yeah, yeah, that shit was made up. Apparently, <laughs> like, apparently, people really got into sleuthing and like were like looking into this village and like, is this really a thing in this village? No one was able to find anything. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So, reality, not reality. But uh, <laughs> anyway, the Cheese King. You know, that's that that's that's a cool title. But later that night. Tino did not get the group date rose. Zach, wait, was it Zach? No. Where was it? I, You know, I have it in my notes. Let me see. It might have been Tyler. I honestly feel like it, Tyler, I actually think it was Tyler, now that I'm thinking back. Uh, hold on. Sorry. Yes. So Tyler won the group date rose. Tino kept it together until Rachel leaves. But then Tino just took off super freaking pissed, 
kind of like lost himself in the moment and Ethan called Tino a baby back bitch, (laughs) which is officially my favorite quote of the season. Might be one of my favorite quotes from the show ever, honestly. Just because it was so random. Yeah, well, that is a reference to some movie. I can't remember. The baby back bitch. Some like football movie, I think. The Longest Yard. We were talking about that the other day. And uh, I remember... I mean, you know, I'm actually ashamed to say I've never seen The Longest Yard. Me either. But I remember that being a huge, uh, like, a phrase that people just said in, like, high school and college. And I personally use that phrase, baby back bitch, all the time because it's just a fun phrase. I'm not going to lie. I was happy to see the throwback. When Ethan said that, that is the first time I've ever heard that phrase ever. Well, I hope it comes back. (laughs) Okay, and at the end of the episode, the eliminations in the road ceremony were Spencer on Gabby's side and Ethan on Rachel's side. Sad face. Yep. Nate was sent home by Gabby early in, earlier in the episode, and Logan was sent home for quote, unquote, COVID. <laughs> now, moving on to episode seven. Uh, it was all hometown Hometowns. dates. We're getting like flooded with the hometown dates because... There's just so many people still left, and we're on this hometown date episode. It's real freaking weird, right? So they're like, it's intense. Yeah, it's they're a just overwhelming. Like ramming these hometowns up your butt, right? So, Gabby and Jason's hometown. The main point in this was that Jason did not want to get engaged. And other than that, it was such a good, like, hometown date. Like, if that whole, like, topic of him, like, not wanting to get engaged, like, didn't come up at all. I think, and this is just after watching purely his hometown, like not the rest of the hometowns, I would be like, okay, I think he he's, I'm leaning a little bit more towards him for her final one. Because you know I've been saying I think it's either going to be Eric or Jason. Prior to this episode, my thought has been that Jason is the front runner for Gabby. Mm-hmm. Um as far as no, I, I do agree with that but i feel like after like his hometown i would have been like okay like i feel comfortable being like you know that's probably how it's gonna turn out right so the day overall went well it wasn't as good as it could have been but mm. still went well um obviously still final two uh, then we see rachel and zach's hometown and it's just like rainbows and butterflies and happiness and was this where they were going through the field of tulips no, that you're back in Am- Amsterdam. <laughs> oh, that was Amsterdam? Yes, that was Amsterdam. Oh, okay. That was Amsterdam. That was the same tulip field and windmill, windmill, windmill from Hannah and Pete. That that was the infamous windmill spot. I know, I know. I you know, you know the producers were secretly hoping they would bang in that windmill. There should have been a cameo by Pete. He should have been hanging out the windmill. Waving. <laughs> just like hanging out, just like creeping on him. <laughs> No, the biggest missed opportunity was not tagging Pete in their Instagram post. They should have tagged him as the windmill. (laughs) Or like he could have been a carriage driver, you know, with like the horses and he'd be like giving them a tour of the windmill. I don't know. (laughs) He could have been the windmill keeper. (laughs) (laughs) He owns the windmill now. Okay, so... Zach. Anyways. What did they do in this hometown? 
I don't know. They met the family. They met the family. They watched like the snippets of their episode of their one-on-one date with right. his family. Yeah. So that was that was nice. Zach said that he loves you to Rachel. Yeah, he said I love you to Rachel and can't remember what Rachel said. Like, thank she, you for sharing your feelings or whatever. No, she. I'm pretty sure she said like she was falling in love with him. Like, she definitely recipro- Like, she didn't. Like, it wasn't the full she out. Didn't blow I love it off. you. But, but but the leads aren't allowed to really. Yeah. No. It was it was implied reciprocation. Right. Um. Side note: Zach's uncle is Pat. What's his last name? Warburton. Pat Warburton. That was my favorite part of the whole episode. Yeah. I like him. I think he's hilarious. Yeah, he, he, when was, he was really funny. When we saw the previews, I like freaked out. I was like, oh my God, is that Kronk? <laughs> yeah, so that was interesting. Random. Um, moving on, Gabby and Johnny's hometown date. Uh, it was pleasant. I honestly can't really remember much from their hometown date. I feel like they like drank beer at a bar and met again it was it was they met the family like it was nothing yeah it was like nothing exciting like like please don't break my son's heart which is going to be unavoidable because he's going home next actually the biggest standout of that episode was how him his brother and his best friend look like a country boy band oh yeah they all have the exact same hair right yeah they literally look like it was like your country boy band kind of hair yeah yeah okay Anyway, that that about does it for that hometown <laughs> date. Um, Rachel, Clearly, you could tell how exciting they were. <laughs> yeah, well, see, the problem is that there are too many of them. We're used to there being four and max. spending more time, and yeah, where it's like everything, everyone's getting like you know seven minutes of airtime, like mm-hmm. total, and that's it. Right. So there's like certain days that they're really focused on because. There was more issues in those dates. And the ones that kind of just went smooth and seamless, they don't really cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay. So, moving on from the Gabby Johnny, Rachel at Tyler's hometown. So, this one was focused on for good reason because uh, Rachel ended up sending Tyler home because she was freaked out about meeting the family. She met a bunch of his friends on the boardwalk, right? He's front, he, he works and lives in Wildwood, New Jersey. I know. It made me – that. that's like my – my personal petty complaint about the episode. It made me homesick. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, that's our, that's our homeland. Yes. Well, I, I vacationed every summer in Cape May, like. Right. Wildwood's right there. I was Mm -hmm. like, home. I know. I know. So she sent Tyler home and it was freaking brutal. And, he had to know that she was like. He knew it was coming, so that's was, why he kind of just spilled all of his feelings out, you know, in like a last ditch effort to be like, you know, maybe if I'm I say in love I, with you, yeah, maybe if I say I love you, she won't dump me. Uh, I, how I took it was, even if she does dump me, I want to get all of my feelings out while I still have the chance. Nothing. I was, don't. I don't want to leave this with anything unsaid. Nothing was more awkward for for me than Rachel staring directly into the camera. It reminded me of you know oh, we haven't fully watched The Office. There would be like certain like scenes where Jim would like look directly into the camera, and it reminded me like exactly of that. <laughs> yeah, 
So, yeah, she was just staring into the camera. I don't know why they chose to keep this shot in the episode. My only thought is she, like, thought maybe, okay, if I do this, maybe they won't, like, air this and, like, embarrass him or something like that. I feel like it had to be a calculated move. Like, I don't know. Or, or she was just so wildly uncomfortable she didn't know what else to do. I, I think that's probably, probably more likely. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, he gets sent home. It was pretty bad. Um. He, Lots of tears. Yeah, he was a mess. She was a mess. He, you're the perfect guy. Oh, no, you're the perfect girl. You know, okay, but we're just not meant for each other, whatever, all that <laughs> crap. Okay, so moving on. Gabby at Eric's hometown. And this was a pretty touching ho- hometown. Her and Eric are still together right now, calling it. Yeah, I mean, at this point. There's absolutely no way she does not end up with him. After that hometown date, literally no way. Yeah, I mean, before the hometown, I was still thinking Jason was the front runner. And after that, Eric definitely took the lead in clearly both of our opinions. Uh, Eric, you know, it was revealed that Eric's dad has uh, some sort of terminal cancer. Mm. And at the end of the episode, it was actually dedicated to him because he's passed since filming. Yeah, I think he passed like right as like the first episode was airing. It was just, it was really, it was a touching, like, like, date. It was, like, you know, talking about, like, the realities of, like, life. And it wasn't so, like, cookie cutter of, like, oh, are you going to, like, choose my son? Like. Right. It was, like, it was refreshing in a really, like, sad way. Yeah, it was very bittersweet because Mm -hmm. it was overall a very positive experience. Mm -hmm. And let's say they do end up together. Gabby got to meet his dad before he passed, which is huge. I honestly just think, like, the depth of which they, like, talked in the episode and, like, you know, like, that's why I think there's no way she doesn't pick him and there's no way they're not still together. Like, that, like... It definitely deepened their connection, yeah. for sure. I feel like that's, like, something that very much bonds two people together in, like, a way a lot of people, like, will never get to experience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And obviously that's not something you hope to experience, but... But yeah, I mean, you know, tragedy, heartbreak, it uh, it definitely bonds people. Trauma, mm-hmm. shared trauma. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, so at the end of the day, Gabby reveals that she is falling in love with Eric. I don't have a note that Eric says that he's falling in love with her. No, he definitely said it first. He said it first? Yeah. Okay. And we move on to Rachel and Tino's hometown, which is a great hometown to leave off Alan at the end of this episode because <laughs> it's a shit show it's terrible um now i know like to preface this i know you and i talked about this like earlier today right but i feel like production cut out so much of tino's like depth as a human being right and i feel like like if we had more of this information like going into it and like what his family's like been through the episode like it might not have been that horrible because you have a little bit of understanding why his parents are so hard on both of them now don't get me wrong i think both of his parents were a little bit out of line with the way they were talking to rachel like they were pretty mean there was one in particular that really rubbed me the wrong way and it was when tino's father asked rachel to describe tino as a test to prove that she knows him. 
that's when they brought up the whole like you know weird offhanded comment about like blood donation that's like part of the whole backstory that they like completely erased and like didn't show right yeah so and like that would have even made more sense because like when we see it it felt random well, that's a stupid piece of trivia to like. He's like, oh, he donated blood, like, good you, for you know, him. And, like, and you don't understand the full meaning of that statement. Yeah, yeah. So that's like my biggest complaint about Tino's hometown date is I feel like had I known more of like his family's backstory, I would have viewed it a completely different way, and I think that's even why like Rachel kind of was like, for lack of better words, like taking it right. So they were really just grilling her. Yeah. And it was hard to watch. I feel bad for her. Yeah, she was trying to keep it together, and she did keep it together, which stunned me, honestly. I I didn't think she was going to make the whole date. Knowing what I know now, I honestly think that's why. Because she probably had, like, knowing everything that, like, went on, being like, okay, this is why they're so hard. This is why they're so over overprotective. This is why they're, like, you know, talking about, like, the seriousness of relationships and, like, what, you know, we're doing on the show right now is just fake. It's, like, a fantasy. This isn't what real life looks yeah, like. Yeah, well, and uh, Tina's mom says, this isn't real. And she's like, well, it is. I'm forming a, a relationship with them. And she's like, well, okay, but it's not real, mm-hmm. right? Just, But, like, the way she said it was invalidating their relationship altogether it was like your relationship is a lie was kind of how she said it yeah which who knows that might not have even been how if she was actually saying it that could have been just how they like edit it like you know exactly it could have been manipulated your real relationship isn't like going to look like this like which i get because no one's real relationship is going to look like what it looks like on the show yeah if she meant it in that way then, then yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, I can agree with her, but uh, obviously there is editing, very, manipulation at play. Of the producers, absolutely. <laughs> so, who the hell knows? Either way, yeah, it was a difficult it date. It was, it was hard, and nothing pissed me off actually, truly more than when the date was over and Rachel was pretty much like, "Your parents hated me." And he was like, no, they loved you. It's like, dude, she's not stupid. Well, I think he was like, first off, my family adores you. <laughs> and she's like, um, actually, I wasn't born yesterday. <laughs> like, it's like, Tino, empathize with her. Like, let her know, yeah, that w- that sucked. Like, I'm sorry it was, like, hard. But, you know, it'll be okay. Instead of being like, no. I mean, everything was fine. I'll be honest with you. Like, based on how all that went and Tino's blind thoughts on the matter or stubbornness on the mm-hmm. matter, I don't think it bodes well for the future if they were to end up together. I don't know. I'm I'm so con- I'm so conflicted. Like knowing now, like how much of Tino they edited out. Right. Well, and also because okay, this is something I could see you doing. Right. It's very much like a defense mechanism. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, it, it. I can see. I can see myself doing that too. Like trying to look for the good in things. Exactly. So that's why I'm like, I have. I'm having a very hard time with like Tino's hometown date because it's like, I feel like I had such an opinion of him of just being like, you know, this like, kind of you know, pretty boy like kind of douchey like borderline bro Mm -hmm. 
And it's, like, so much of his actual, like, personality and what he does and what he cares about and, like, stuff like that and, like, what he's been through in his life. It's, like, all been completely erased. It's, like, I I don't know how, like, you know, what the future holds for them because the show isn't showing us who he really is. Like, they're showing us, for lack of better words, they're making him very one-dimensional. And in the history of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, there have been countless hometown dates that follow this exact formula. Yeah. The family is skeptical of the process and w- their relationship. It's too short of time, right? We Every single season, it happens. Um, however, at the end of the date, there's usually some kind of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing that works as a disadvantage in this situation is those like the meet the family like portions of their day they usually film for like, you know, 10, 11, like it is a long, long, long time. So for all we know, they could have shown us five minutes of that day. Right. For all we know, that reconciliation could have, like, you know what I mean? We'll just never know because for the amount of people, they had to edit out so much. And it makes it for more dramatic television if they keep it like that. Right, of course. Keeps you on the edge of your seat, right? Even the playing field between him and Zach. And I still think Zach is going to win between the two of them. I don't. But time will tell. Nope. Um, She is one. She, If she were allowed to pull a Claire and pick her man early on and leave, the show would have been over for Rachel a while ago. I don't know. That is how sure I am of Tino. Yeah, this is our one serious point of contention between the two of us. I'm I'm Zach. She's Tino. Because I'm putting myself in Rachel's shoes. Right. I think that's why. I feel like I, I see like a similarity between myself and Rachel. And that's why in my head I'm like, nope. That's... Well, and Rachel's only 25. So you, could, you think about your 25-year-old self. Oh, I was a moron. Yeah, so was I. <laughs> I was beyond a moron. I mean... 25 if if i mean we talked about it the other day i was basically in a situation of messy but you know good for me or looked great on paper and i'm like you know i mean i kind of did the opposite of rachel and went good on paper and i was very wrong (laughs) messy would have been the better choice yeah (laughs) well we did not get to see Gab when or sorry, Rachel and Avon's one on one date. They're saving that for next week. That'll be the first three minutes of the episode before Mentel All. Yeah, really. <laughs> and followed by Mentel All. Um the only thing I have in my notes about the next week's preview is meatball tomato oh. sauce. So meatball uh I guess pours tomato sauce on his body during Mentel All. That will be uncomfortable uh i'm I'm trying not to listen to you right now because i'm getting flashbacks and i'm getting grossed out (laughs) yeah so anyway i think that about does it for that for those episodes right that is a great note to end on (laughs) um well in big news the first episode of house of the dragon the game of thrones spinoff series in hbo was released this past Sunday. I personally really enjoyed it. How about you? I definitely give it an A. Yeah, I, I give it a give it an A as well. And um, 
It was it uh, honestly it was surprising. The acting was good. Uh, what's what's the main character's name in real life? Millie something I think. I think so. She did fantastic. Um, who's the the big guy? Um, Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Yes. I loved him in The Crown, so I'm like super excited for him in this. Yeah, so overall, a really good start. You know, they have not held back as far as budgeting, it seems. Thank God. And it paid off. Apparently, it's the biggest um, series pilot episode on HBO in the history of HBO. Yes. As far as viewership. Yes. Over 10 million households were watching live. So that's uh that's that's big. That's and wild. Nothing made me happier than the fact that they like kept with the original Game of Thrones music. Oh. They like tweaked it a little teeny a tiny, tiny bit, bit, but not very much, and it just it made my heart happy. Yeah, there's clear parallels. Oh my god, yeah. Um or like easy places to compare characters, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna terribly remember. Oh, hold on. Let me click on the cast here just so I don't like totally flub everything up. Okay, so what the hell? Renera Targaryen? Yes. She's Daenerys. Or like the Daenerys parallel. Wait, or is it Emma D'Arcy? No, I think that's her mom. No, that is her. A different a oh, different girl plays like, the young version of yeah. her. Okay, so yeah, so Emma as long as I'm saying it right, is the DRC? Darcy. It's it's a D with I a know. little comma. All right, I'll say Darcy. All right, Darcy. <laughs> um, so it's very easy to compare her to Daenerys Targaryen from mm-hmm. the Game of Thrones series. A lot of her scenes even shared the same m- music that Daenerys's theme was. And she also says Dracarys. Very true. Yeah, so she she says Dracarys, which is an obvious parallel, and it was very exciting to to see that um, that they used all the same music, same vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, what the hell is that? Matt Smith. He's giving me uh, Tyrion vibes. He, he's getting the edit of you're gonna hate him in the beginning, and then eventually you're gonna love him. Yeah, so not full Tyrion actually. I'm gonna say like a hybrid of Tyrion and Jamie. Right. Yeah. Because I didn't hate Tyrion in the beginning. I like Tyrion, but his character arc like changed for the better as a show. So yeah, I would say I see like that beginning Jamie where Jamie just sucked and everyone hated Jamie, but then like. As the series goes on, everyone becomes obsessed with them. Favorite character. Yeah. Yeah. But Absolutely. with like the power of Tyrion. Right. Um, I'm excited to see how the story develops with that guy, Sir Kristen Cole. I don't know who to compare him to. You know, he's just some random ass character. Yeah. You know, didn't really get too much screen time, but it was, it was certainly teased that he's going to be a major character. Yes. So we might learn more about him in the next episode. Who knows? Uh, King Viserys. If he makes it out of this first season alive, I will be stunned. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Just, you know, just just knowing how this world he's, is. He's going to be the Ned Stark. Right. Yeah. So obvious Ned Stark comparisons yeah. between the two. Similar in personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we don't want to spoil 
too much. So maybe we'll we'll cut it there. But highly suggest you yeah, get into the series. Yeah, it was great if you liked Game of Thrones. Like, and if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, it's not you nece- should. It's not absolutely necessary to have seen Game of Thrones for this because it's its own story around 200 years prior to the events in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. But it would certainly help with context of a lot of things and understanding the world to have seen Game of Thrones. Yeah. And Game of Thrones is good anyway until that last season. <laughs> but check it out. We don't talk about that. You will enjoy it. Lastly, what do I have? <laughs> uh, movies. Top Gun was released on Paramount+. Plus. We watched it last night. Of course we did. Yeah. We have a problem. We do. We do. It's a you know it's, it's a, a great movie. It's a great movie. It's a good time. Saving cinema. Yes. And anything else? Nope. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Turbo Pop. Please give us a review if you're listening on Spotify or any other services. Follow us on Instagram at Turbo Pop Podcast. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace.